Hi, this is the um, quarter hour podcast. Omar WJ speaking. It's 1:47 a.m. Arabian Standard Time. It's supposed to be uh, 14 degrees tomorrow. Um, that's centigrade for the Americans and um, bikini weather for the Canadians. Um, and oh. Can you believe it? It's The sun's going to be shining in Saudi Arabia. Um, so I, I read this article on Reuters about, um, about QAnon, and it's just fantastical. Unbelievable. I found this on Reuters on um, Thursday, um, January 21st, and uh, um, I, it's just um you know, it sounds like the twilight zone okay so uh, joseph mann elizabeth clip culliford katie pawpaw and carrie monahan wrote this no plan no cue nothing QAnon followers real as biden inaugurated san francisco new york reuters for three years adherence of the sprawling QAnon conspiracy awaited a so-called great awakening Great Awakening, capital G, capital A, scouring anonymous web postings from a shadowy Q figure and parsing statements by former U.S. President Donald Trump, whom they believe to be their champion. So there's this, uh, like, uh, power couple, husband and a man and woman, and they both got matching t-shirts with a Q and uh, with a... Blue and white stars and red and white stripes. Where we go one, we go all. Um, On Wednesday, they grappled with a harsh reality check. Trump had left office with no mass arrests or other victories against the supposed cabal cabal of Satan-worshipping pedophiles. Just a moment, my phone shut off. The Satan-worshipping pedophile cannibal elites, especially Democrats, he was ostensibly fighting. Instead, instead, Democratic President Joseph Biden was calmly sworn into office, leaving legions of cute and unfaithful struggling to make sense of what had transpired. When Telegram channel, capital T, okay, that's the ISIS used to use that. Um, in one capital channel with more than 18,400 members, I'm sorry, my phone keeps on going. Um, in one Q, in one Telegram channel with more than 1,800, in one Q, Telegram channel with more than 18,400 members, the Q non believers were split between those who were still urging others to trust the plan and those saying that they felt betrayed. It's obviously now we've been had. No plan, no cue, nothing, wrote one user. Some messages reference theories that a coup was going to take place before the end of inauguration day. Others moved the goalposts again, speculating that Trump would be sworn into office on March 4th. Does anybody have any idea what we should be waiting for next or what the next move could be? Asked another user who said they wanted to have a big win and arrest made. Well, we're getting some of those um, people arrested that uh, went into the Capitol. Um, we call them insurrectionists because they did stop the electoral college vote. 
Jared Holt, a disinformation researcher at the Atlantic Council, said he had never before seen disillusionment in the QAnon communities he monitors at this scale. It's the whole trust the plan thing. Q believers have just allowed themselves to be strung from a failed promise to failed promise. The whole movement is called into question now. A poll with more than 36,000 votes conducted in another QAnon telegram channel before Biden's swearing in showed that more than 20% of respondents predicted nothing would in fact happen and Biden would become president according to the, to the Q Regents Project, which tracks the movement. However, 34% believe the military and Trump have a plan coming in the near future, even while acknowledging the transfer of presidential power. The anonymous person or people known as Q started posting the vague predictions that would soon become the basis of the QAnon movement on message board 4chan in 2017, claiming to be a Trump administration insider with top secret security clearance. The number of followers exploded with the arrival of the coronavirus last year, providing a sense of community missing in many people's isolated pandemic lives by encouraging participants to do their own research and to do their own research, that's in quotes, quotation marks, and um, contribute findings to the crowd. Q interpreters have become many celebrities in their own right, spreading the gospel on mainstream sites like Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, and raising money with appeals to charity or merchandise sales before the social media platforms backed down last year. Among them was Ron Watkins, who was among a small group of movement leaders who stepped up their public activity after Trump's loss in the November 3rd election as the drops from Q slowed and then stopped. The longtime administrator of 8AUN, 8Kun, an unmoderated forum where Q posted alongside violent extremists and racist. Watkins adopted the cryptic tone of Q in the past two months on Twitter and then Telegram. (coughs) At the same time, he positioned himself as an expert on election fraud getting retweeted by Trump and getting retweeted by Trump and interviewed by Trump-favored media outlets such as One America News Network. One of the most jarring apparent reversals on Wednesday, Watkins appeared to admit defeat, posting, We have a new president sworn in, and it is our responsibility as citizens to respect the Constitution, regardless of whether or not we agree with the specifics. But that's, uh, that's lousy BS. Please remember all the friends and happy memories we made together over the past few years. He said he's working on a new venture but gave no further details. This guy sounds like a storefront preach, preacher. On capital T, um, and then the Donald Wynn, capital D. Um, on the Donald Dot Wynn, a re, recons, 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 reconstituted version of the Reddit forum, the Donald, that long served as an online home for Trump loyalists, users turned on Watkins and accused him of being a shill and a CIA plant. 
Other French groups, including neo-Nazis, said they intended to capitalize on the disarray by stepping up recruitment from among QAnon followers. Oh, when the going gets weird, the word weird turned pro. Um, private citizen Trump faces uncertain legal future. Yeah, supposedly it was like 300 million bucks and uh, nobody's um, um, helping him out. Um, I mean, what's he gonna do? Um, starve to death or die of COVID. Stark choice for Brazil's poor. Coronavirus is spreading and deaths are mounting, but what most worries that the leaders of Brazil's isolated and vulnerable communities is how on earth to feed people. Now government has pulled their main emergency aid. Okay. Um, U.S. labor market recovery fading housing factories underpin economy. So uh, let me uh, uh, play this thing that I recorded for, by the f- from the inaugural. This is uh, Amanda Gorman. Mr. President, Dr. Biden, Madam Vice President, Mr. Emhoff, Americans, and the world. When day comes, we ask ourselves, where can we find light in this never-ending shade? The loss we carry, a sea we must wade. We've braved the belly of the beast. We've learned that quiet isn't always peace. And the norms and notions of what just is, isn't always just is. And yet the dawn is ours before we knew it. Somehow we do it. Somehow we've weathered and witnessed a nation that isn't broken, but simply unfinished. We, the successors of a country and a time where a skinny black girl descended from slaves and raised by a single mother can dream of becoming president only to find herself reciting for one. And yes, we are far from polished, far from pristine, but that doesn't mean we are striving to form a union that is perfect. We are striving to forge our union with purpose, to compose a country committed to all cultures, colors, characters, and conditions of man. And so we lift our gaze not to what stands between us, but what stands before us. We close the divide because we know to put our future first. We must first put our differences aside. We lay down our arms so we can reach out our arms to one another. We seek harm to none and harmony for all. Let the globe, if nothing else, say this is true. That even as we grieved, we grew. That even as we hurt, we hoped. That even as we tired, we tried. That we'll forever be tied together, victorious. Not because we will never again know defeat, but because we will never again sow division. Scripture tells us to envision that everyone shall sit under their own vine and fig tree, and no one shall make them afraid. If we're to live up to our own time, then victory won't lie in the blade, but in all the bridges we've made. That 
is the promised glade, the hill we climb if only we dare it. Because being American is more than a pride we inherit. It's the past we step into and how we repair it. We've seen a force that would shatter our nation rather than share it. We'd destroy our country if it meant delaying democracy. And this effort very nearly succeeded. But while democracy can be periodically delayed, it can never be permanently defeated. In this truth, in this faith we trust, for while we have our eyes on the future, history has its eyes on us. This is the era of just redemption. We feared it at its inception. We did not feel prepared to be the heirs of such a terrifying hour, but within it we found the power to author a new chapter, to offer hope and laughter to ourselves. So, while once we asked, how could we possibly prevail over catastrophe? Now we assert, how could catastrophe possibly prevail over us? We will not march back to what was, but move to what shall be, a country that is bruised, but whole, benevolent, but bold, fierce, and free. We will not be turned around or interrupted by intimidation, because we know our inaction and inertia will be the inheritance of the next generation. Our blunders become their burdens, but one thing is certain. If we merge mercy with might and might with right, then love becomes our legacy and change our children's birthright. So let us leave behind a country better than one we were left with every breath from our bronze pounded chest. We will raise this wounded world into a wondrous one. We will rise from the gold-limbed hills of the west. We will rise from the wind-swept northeast where our forefathers first realized revolution. We will rise from the lake-rimmed cities of the Midwestern states. We will rise from the sun-baked south. We will rebuild, reconcile, and recover in every known nook of our nation in every corner called our country our people diverse and beautiful will emerge battered and beautiful when day comes we step out of the shade aflame and unafraid the new dawn blooms as we free it for there is always light if only we're brave enough to see it if only we're brave enough to be it So she's the um, youngest poet to ever read a poet at an inaugural, a presidential inauguration. Um, And she's uh, 21 years old. Uh, She's from L.A. and that was uh, Amanda Gorman. Um, And I've listened to that a few times and I still want to read that. Um, So that's uh, 15 minutes It's uh, 2.02 a.m. Arabian Standard Time. Looks like it's going to be a nice day, so um, um, don't waste it inside. Um, This is Omar W.J. Mm -hmm. 